Hi there, this is Darren Spoo, pastor at First Baptist Church in Tulsa, and welcome to our weekly message podcast. We would invite you to join us in person Sunday morning at 8.30 and 11 o'clock in downtown Tulsa, or check out our webpage at tulsafbc.org. God bless you, and have a great week. I'm wrapping up a series we're calling Favorite Scripture. Now, you heard from Darren after uh, Easter, from Dave, and then um, today I get to share with you my favorite passage as well. Um, So excited for that. Now, be here next Sunday. It is graduation Sunday, or what we call Senior Sunday next week, because we get to honor our seniors of 2022. When you come in, be sure to grab a flyer. They'll be on our display in the foyer or on the windowsills next Sunday. You get to see those seniors. We're excited to honor them. Also, uh, in this service, it goes without saying, next Sunday night at 6 o'clock, our lovely orchestra will be having their orchestra concert. So you're going to want to be here for that also and to come hear them. And as Brad leaves them uh, next week, they've just done a fantastic job. Also, I hope it's not a surprise to you. Today is Mother's Day. And um, so I hope you've got a chance to tell your mom Happy Mother's Day. I want to take a moment and tell Happy Mother's Day to our moms of littles, our moms of teenagers, our moms of big teenagers, our empty nester moms, and our grandmothers. Happy Mother's Day to you. Uh, May God bless you incredibly today. I think it goes without saying today also, uh, for some I know want to recognize this is a hard day. Uh, for those that are waiting to be moms and those who may be grieving the loss of a mom. And today I just want to remind you, God sees you and he loves you uh, today. Um, I lost my own mom uh, coming up on five years ago, so I can understand it's a hard day. And I'm honored to preach on this day. I walked in this morning at 8.15 and immediately met some very discouraging comments about the fact I was wearing a sports coat as the youth pastor. And I said, I'm wearing a sports coat because it's Mother's Day. And if my mom was here to see me preach, this left ear would be gone because I was not wearing a sports coat. (laughs) So in honor of my mom, I wear this today. Um, But uh, I grew up as a good Southern Baptist boy. Um, I mean, so Southern Baptist that I went to RA camp as a kid, okay? They don't even have RA camp anymore. And while I was at RA camp, I surrendered my life to vocational ministry, 11 years old. And when I got back to um, my home church, our pastor of my church, First Baptist Church, Holdenville, asked me to give my testimony on a Sunday night at my home church at 11 years old. And so I owe a lot of just being up here and speaking to my mom because the first thing she did is she grabbed one of those little recorders, you know the kind, the little flat kind with the buttons, put the tape in, got the little like microphone, and she recorded me giving my testimony so that I would be well prepared to give it at Sunday night church. And uh, I, several years ago, I found that tape and I listened to it. And on that tape, I'm talking about, you know, how I came to know Christ, and I get to the part that I'm a sinner, and I, and I hear myself at my 11-year-old voice saying, and I was bad. I was real bad. So I've worked hard to kind of work that out. Not the bad part, the, 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 the uh, you know, the, the how I sounded. Um, and again, I was like, and I was real bad. And I hear in the back 
off in the distance, you can hear my mom go, that's enough about your bad self. So <laughs> I owe everything I have to my mom. And uh, so I understand uh, for those of you that um, don't have your mom with you today, may God bless the memory of your mom. And may God bless the memory of my own mom. Let me pray for us. Father, we love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for our moms. Thank you for what they mean to us, Lord, and how that they have just been there and supported us. And God, we just ask, Lord, today that you bless every mom in the house. God, may you bless those whose moms have gone before us. In Jesus, we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Will you take your Bibles and open up to Romans chapter 8? Romans chapter 8. So I get to share with you today my favorite passage. Darren asked me, he said, we're going to do a series, favorite passage. I spit it out like that. I knew immediately the passage I wanted to go with. I've never even done a sermon series or a youth lesson for that matter on this passage. Not, it just hadn't come to it, but it still is a favorite passage of mine. This particular passage became important to me when I was a senior in high school. Now, we're going to have Senior Sunday next week, so we're going through that season of honoring our seniors. But I was going through a time where I was trying to decide, what am I going to do? Like, who am I? And, and um, you know, what is my identity? And I had felt called to ministry, but the door of going into an education in ministry was closed. The door was open in going to Oklahoma State. That's when you say amen. Um, going to Oklahoma State and getting my degree in, in agriculture. But it still was a little confusing. And, and, and just a lot of voices in my own head about who I am and what can I accomplish in life. And I came across this verse, wrote it out, put it on the wall of my room next to my door so I could see it before I would exit each day. You know, um, this verse gave me comfort. It gave me courage to follow the path God had laid before me because I struggled with uncertainty. Uh, I struggled with doubt. I struggled with voices that kept telling me I was not good enough. I'm not capable of overcoming my own obstacles. Maybe at one point you felt this way. Maybe you've struggled with overcoming obstacles you've had. Maybe you didn't make the grades in school that were expected of you. Maybe your career has not gone the direction that you thought it would. Maybe as a parent, you want the best for your kids, but they make decisions that grieve you. Maybe you struggle with constant doubt. Maybe you struggle with sin. But God truly has a plan for you. God truly loves you. This morning I want to take a deeper dive. Look at me, with me at Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Romans 8, 37. Before we do, I want to start with kind of a main idea that I want to leave you with today. So I want to start with it first so we can know where we're going. And it's this right here. It is, because of Christ's love, we can be victorious. Because of Christ's love, we can be victorious victorious. Let's look at what the Bible has to say. Romans chapter 8 verse 37. Paul says this, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Just one verse. Let's read it again. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. 
See, I loved this verse because the very first word in this verse happened to be no. Now, I know no is a word that all of our kids have learned. The first word out of their mouth was it mom or dad. It was no, right? But Paul says this word here, and I find it very interesting that he starts the sentence with this emphatic no. So what's he saying no about? And to understand that, we got to kind of take a little broader look at this passage. If you will, jump with me up two verses in verse 35. Paul says this, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No! In all these things we are more than a conqueror through him who loves us. Paul is saying that there are very real things that are tempting to drive a wedge between the believer and our decisions to daily follow Jesus. We all experience trouble. We all experience hardship. There are parts of the world, believers, who also experience persecution and famine and nakedness and danger and sword, all being very real issues that they face day in and day out. And for the readers in the Roman church that Paul wrote this letter to, they were about to go through some of the most intense persecution the church has ever seen under the Roman government. But what about today? And what about for you? What is the kind of trouble and hardship that's driving a wedge between you and your relationship with Christ? Maybe you've experienced some really hard moments in these last two years. Maybe you've been expecting a season of blessing, but it's become more of a season of pain. And maybe because of that pain, you're really blaming God for where things are at right now. But Paul says here, will these things separate me from the love of Jesus? Will these things cause me to walk away from my faith in Christ? He responds by saying, no. No, it is not. Of all these horrible things, Paul says no. And why does Paul say no here? I think Paul understands this principle about no that is our very first point. And it's this. No is actually a greater yes. To say no is actually to say a greater yes. By saying no in the face of hard and trying circumstances. Paul is saying no to what those hardships are trying to do. And that is to pull him away from trusting and following Christ himself. The greater yes, it's remaining and abiding in Christ in spite of your circumstances. And when you say no to the self-defeating thoughts the temptation to abandon your faith during trouble and hardship, and to say yes to Jesus in those moments. You're saying yes to the supernatural peace, the supernatural joy in the face of trials and suffering, and you have comfort in Christ. So our first step to a victorious life is to first just to say no, no. We can be victorious because we have the power of Christ in us, first and foremost, to say no to that and to say yes to following him. Now, I don't know if you're like me. um, Do you talk to yourself 
because I talk to myself all the time. I was in the yard the other day doing some work and I heard my kids go, mom, dad's talking to himself again. I don't even know what I said. I was having a full conversation. You know, I'll think about, man, I got, I got a conversation coming up and, or I've got a meeting coming up and I'll just be going through like, well, if I say this and that person says this back and I, I mean, I don't know. I, in, but in the same way, I can be guilty about having voices in my head from people who never said it telling me something about myself that's very defeating. And the first step for me to say no is to tell those voices no. You don't get to tell me that I'm worthless today. You don't get to tell me that I can't achieve today. You can't tell me that God is upset with me or angry with me because of my mistakes today. You don't get to tell me that today. And I love this passage when I was in high school by being able just to say no, no. God has bigger plans for me. And that voice is from the enemy, and I'm not going to listen to that today. So look at verse 37 again with me. It says, No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. The next thing he says here is that we are more than conquerors. Now, in the Greek, more than conquerors is actually one Greek Word And it is the word hypernikeo, which means to vanquish beyond or to gain a decisive victory, to thoroughly conquer. It suggests a lopsided victory in which the enemy is completely routed. This is a word we would describe the victory as a blowout. So you have the word hyper, which means more than overwhelmingly and you have this word nikeo which means to conquer now if you've been following the news in Tulsa and just what's happening with filming uh, movies and such you'll know that Sylvester Stallone was recently in Tulsa just a few weeks ago some of you in here I know who you are you posted pictures uh, of yourself with him that you saw him in downtown you did not call me to invite me over um, they, they filmed part of this show he's in across the street from the church at a coffee shop over here so I just told my friends in youth ministry I'm like yeah, yeah. slides across the street I mean, it's no big deal what it's, it's a normal day in downtown Tulsa but it's the coolest thing ever, right? I mean, it's Sylvester Stallone. And maybe you know him for more recent movies, but for me, as a child of the 80s and the 90s, it is Rocky. That is what Sylvester Stallone is known for, right? I mean, all the Rocky movies. And I mean, if he, you think of like a person who is an overcomer and a conqueror, you think of Rocky and the fact that, you know, at the end of the movie, he wins and he punches him out and he's victorious. But let me ask you a question. What does Rocky look like at the end of his movie? <laughs> he doesn't look so good, okay? Uh, a few brain scans might be called for, right? He can't even see. He's got, you know, his face is all swollen. I mean, he might be a conqueror, but he is not more than a conqueror. He had a victory, but it wasn't an overwhelming victory. It's interesting, at the same time, the stuff about Sylvester Stallone is happening in Tulsa. Another famous boxer made the news by the name of Iron Mike Tyson. You might remember him, that he was an actual boxer 
that when he would win, he is known for punching people out in the fastest time ever. In fact, his quickest, he did a knockout in 30 seconds to become the, the victor, to win. You know, Mike Tyson looked pretty good at the end of that fight. Uh, in fact, he looked like he did before he started the fight. I would say that he wasn't just a conqueror, that in that fight he was more than a conqueror. He had overwhelming victory. Paul says here, to be more than a conqueror, that we're going to have a decisive victory. Let me ask you a question. What area of your life do you need a decisive victory in your life? Maybe you're frustrated and you've tried on your own and you've tried and tried, but you've failed to find the victory that you so desperately need. Maybe you did overcome that obstacle, but you came out battered and bruised. Maybe you don't feel like a conqueror. Maybe you've been thinking, how can I do this when I struggle with stress? I struggle with anxiety. I'm worried about my health, my job, a family concern. Or maybe you have a secret sin that you know if you exposed, it would just devastate the ones that love you. You know, today, I want you to know that you can have a decisive victory in Christ. That's my point number two. And that is this. We can have a decisive victory. We can have a decisive victory. Through Christ, he can help us. And you can have a victory in those areas. You can say no to sin. You can have that greater yes. And you can be more than a conqueror. So how can you have that decisive victory? This leads me to my third point. Our victory will come through Jesus. One more. Romans 8, 37. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. It doesn't say you're more than a conqueror because of your mighty strength. It doesn't say you're more than a conqueror because of your own ability. It says you are more than a conqueror through him. And who is him? Him is through Jesus Christ himself who loves us. We're, we're, we, the power is received not because we deserve it. We don't deserve it. It's, it's given to us because Jesus loves us and that we will have this victory. And he doesn't plan for us just to have a small win. He wants us to have a big win. He wants the win to be a blowout. The victory is in spite of what's happening around us, in spite of what is happening to us. Your salvation in Jesus is secure, and God loves you no matter what, and that love is unending regardless of what we've done, the sin we've committed, or what might be happening to us. Do you know it? Do you know the love of Jesus? The Bible is clear. Jesus loves you above all things. He tells us in the same book of Romans, in Romans 5.8, that God demonstrates his own love for us. And he just doesn't demonstrate it through word. He demonstrates it through deed. And the fact that he went to the cross and he died for you and he died for me. He demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 
So Jesus gave his life, even though we deserve the punishment for our sins, he took the punishment for us. That payment, that payment is our victory. And how do you receive that? Again in Romans, Romans 10.9, he says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's a promise. And nothing can take that away from you. Paul says, nothing. He says, not hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, or sword. That we are more than conquerors. You simply have to ask to receive. Because of Christ's love, we can be victorious. When you look through history of people who have walked with Christ, a great example of people who have been victorious that have followed this verse would be the Ten Boons. You might know the story of Corrie Ten Boon. She was a follower of Jesus in the Netherlands when Nazi Germany occupied that country in World War II. She, along with her family, hid Jews from the Nazis in a secret room in their home. It is estimated that they helped save nearly 800 Jewish people with the hiding place that they built in their house. When the Nazis found out, they showed up at the Tin Boon home, arrested Corey Tin Boon, her sister, and her father, and sent them off to a concentration camp in 1944. Her father, being 84 years old, succumbed to being in a camp in a short few months and passed away. But while in the concentration camp, Corey Timbin and her sister held a worship service in their bunkhouse. None of the guards would come into the bunkhouse because it was infested with fleas, giving them the freedom to worship and pray and study. Many came to know Christ because of Corey and her sister. Twelve days before Corey Tinbun was released from prison, her sister passed away. And before her sister died, she said this. She said, there is no pit so deep. God's love is not deeper still. She understood. Though no matter what my situation is in, there is no place that I can be separated from the love of God. The Ten Boons, they were conquerors. They weren't just Conquerors, they were more than conquerors. They were overwhelmingly conquered in the face of their circumstances. They knew this verse to say, no, in all these things, I am more than a conqueror through him who loves me. And do you know that today? What is the issue today that you need to say that to, to say no? I am more than a conqueror through this. This will not separate me from my relationship with Jesus. This will not drive a wedge in me to get me to walk away from following God. I'm going to say yes to embrace God, that abiding love and peace, and follow Him in all situations. And will this situation get better? I don't know, but I do know this, that my God is big and He can overcome it. And through Him, I have peace. And that's what God wants you to know today. So as we wrap up today, and Brad comes up, we get ready to sing, 
Will you just take time to pray that to him? I'm going to stand right here. And if you need someone to pray with you, I'm available. You come down front. You find me and you pray with me. That God loves you and he wants to help you overcome. Let's pray together. Will you stand with me? Father, we love you. Thank you for today's message. Thank you for this verse. And God, I pray as it is a life verse for me, may it become a life verse for everyone who heard it. God, may you use it to remind us, Jesus, that you love us, that Jesus, that you have a plan for us, and that Jesus, you want us to overcome the face of adversity that we may know, Lord, that you love us, that nothing, no sin, no problem, no hardship can separate us from your great love. In your name that we pray, amen. Thanks so much for listening to our weekly message podcast. At the end of each worship service on Sunday morning, I offer a simple blessing, and I offer that blessing to you today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you, and may God grant you peace, both now and forever. Amen.